You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those that? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? Hello, Dr. Connors. Did you tell the boy? Tell him what? Did you tell the boy the truth about Fan Holes, the pop culture podcast made for fans by the fans? No. Well, that's good. That's very good. We'll just let him be for now. You should leave the fan holes alone! Hey folks, and welcome back to the Fan Holes Podcast. Uh, this is Mike this evening, and we're going to be talking about The Amazing Spider-Man this episode. Uh, as you may know, or not, and if not, I, I don't know why you're listening to us at all, Sony had uh, 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 rebooted the uh, Spider-Man film franchise, Go on other Raimi films. They've got a whole new cast, a new director, uh, Mark Webb, and uh, we're gonna. The movie was just released a month or two ago, but by the time this episode airs, it'll probably be out on DVD. I, by my calculations, or very close to it. But you know, that, you know that doesn't make our thoughts any less valid because you know we 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 live in the uh, now, right, guys? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, only when this actually airs will we be living in the past. But, you know, right now, this is the now. So The now we'll is just... the now, and then the then and the the after will be nostalgic. Exactly, exactly. Okay, well, uh, with me are three of my fellow fan holes. Uh, please introduce yourselves in alphabetical order. Uh, hey, it's Brian Breakdown. Hello, this is Derek, Derek W.C., this is Justin Grimoire. All right. Good, good. Now, I usually uh, Derek hosts these, but uh, he's uh, been kind enough to offer me the lead in this episode since he already uh, he already pretty much had his say on The Amazing Spider-Man uh, on uh, Th- our good friend uh, Thum's podcast. Uh, Derek, if you want to give uh, Tim a plug right now, it would be a good time. Yeah, yeah. You should check out the Thum comic review, so check that out. Uh, I, I do podcasts with him every once in a while, but he usually has new content out almost like, you know, a couple times a week now, so so go ahead, go on down to that web zone and check it out, and maybe you'll get a pizza roll <laughs> or an uh, an envelope an envelope of pizza rolls or something like that. I don't know. Well, in any case, uh, you know, I just wrote down as far as like discussing this like movie. I just wrote down a couple like general subjects we can cover, and I guess I'll lead off with the most generalist of them. 
uh, I'm, I'm, I'll ask you guys uh, basically, or I guess I'll, I'll say I'll ask Brian and Justin, and Derek can like pipe in whenever he wants to, you know, have a little, Derek like, can edit. pipe in when we get it wrong. <laughs> Derek, can a asterisk, no fools. Like, no, in like the little corner. Um. So uh, you want to? Uh, I don't know. Um. Want to what? I don't know. Just uh. Um, I don't know, we could, I don't know, we could, uh, or we could do something else, or we could, if you don't, uh, like, we could, yeah, 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 either one, really, uh, my, my first topic I wrote down was, like I said, like a really general one, which is like, basically, uh, you know, what was your overall feeling of this film? Uh, you know, what, did it exceed your expectations? Were you disappointed by it? You know, whatever. So I think I'll, I'll lead off with Brian because I think he he. Am I correct? You you just saw this movie like a week or two ago, right? Yeah. Um. When I first heard about the reboot, I was like very not excited for it, and you know, even seeing the trailers and stuff, I didn't really care for it and didn't think it like amount to much. Um. Like, up until that time, I'd probably been okay with the previous Spider-Man movies, but as more and more, like, superhero movies started coming out and they got better and better, I guess I kind of liked the originals less and less. But, you know, for the show, I felt like I, you know, I wanted to see it so I could talk with you guys about it, and I ended up being, like, very glad that I did, because, um, you know, it turned out to be, like, a very good movie, and I think I went with my um, wife and father-in-law. And I think all three of us ended up liking it better than the original Tobey Maguire movies. I had similar thoughts to you, Brian. I just, you know, I when I first, like, saw the pictures, the promos, like, read about it, even, like, the first trailer or so, I was kind of like, I don't know, like, you know, not sure about this. This might, you know, it, it seemed like a kind of, like, I guess, like, people are, you know, decrying it as a soulless cash grab or, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Uh, you know, I thought it was a really good movie, and, like, like, I think it was a massive improvement on, like, a lot of things that the Raimi films did, and, you know, they didn't get everything right, but I'm I'm very happy with it, so, mm -hmm. uh, Justin, what do you think? I liked it. Um, kind of like you guys, uh, after I saw the trailer, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'd already made up my mind I was going to watch it anyway, but I just wasn't very enthusiastic about it. And I didn't really get enthusiastic about it until, I guess, like the week before it was released. I kept seeing all these like movie trailers on TV and stuff. And I was like, you know what? This looks like it might be pretty good. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing this. And it was really good. It's kind of like how no one expected X-Men First Class to be good, and it turned out to be really great. Kind of how I feel about The Amazing Spider-Man. I had low expectations, and it turned out to be really great. You know, it's kind of like you've been joking, Mike, that, you know, the stock of the Raimi films has severely decreased since this has came out. You know, yeah. It, it, it seems like everybody's kind of like, you know, holding this up, which um, I know, you know, some of you guys, mostly Derek, didn't really care for some of those Raimi films. Like, I, I, really I, never, liked... I never owned any stock in the previous movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a stockholder in the second one big time. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like the second one, I guess, but... But uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I was really pleased with it. Um, you know, I liked the lizard. I was glad to see that he got a turn as being the bad guy. I, you know, there was other great things. Like I thought it was cool he got to wear his shredded lab coat. You know, in a few scenes. <laughs> yeah. and 
uh, I think Stanley's cameo in this one was like his best cameo ever. Like everybody in the theater yeah. was cracking up. Yeah, that's funny. Definitely. <clears throat> Um, well, like like I mentioned, like before, uh, on I guess on this topic, uh, would would you? I'll ask both of you guys, or all three of you guys. Uh, w- w- would you say there's something really specific that this movie did better than the Raimi film? Like one s- specific element? I thought about that a little bit, and I think like both Spider-Man and Peter Parker seemed a lot happier and a lot funnier in this movie than Tobey Maguire, like, ever was. And, like, as I was thinking about back on those movies today, and, like, I, I'm, I'm probably misremembering or, like, overemphasizing how much this happens, but when I think about, like, Tobey Maguire's portrayal of both Peter Parker and Spider-Man, it always seems like he's crying or mopey. And, like, <laughs> you know, uh, this one didn't have, like, hardly any of that. He was, like, you know, his jokes were, like, legitimately funny, and I don't know, I really liked watching him, and I laughed at him, so... Um, yeah, I I always really thought Tobey Maguire was, I guess what I always say is he was really low energy. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember like a Saturday Night Live skit before the movie came out, and it was, you know, Tobey Maguire had just been announced that he's going to be Spider-Man or whatever, so they're like doing an interview with, you know, quote-unquote Tobey Maguire on like Weekend Update, and they're like, so how do you feel? You're going to be the new Spider-Man, that's great, and he's like, yeah... It'll be pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think your low energy, uh, um, whatever you want to call it, like perception of Tobey Maguire is like widespread. I don't think you're the only one that feels that way. I, d- I actually do remember that skit because he was like, this is my maximum level of excitement. Yay. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Like anything like jump out as being like exceptionally like you know better than the Raimi movies. I thought Emma Stone as uh, Gwen Stacy was far superior to uh, what's her face as uh, Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chris, Chris God, Bruce. yes. Um, yeah, Emma's actually hot. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole other subject. But uh, I thought uh, Gwen was a lot more interesting and relatable. Especially more relatable to Peter Parker as like, you know, why would Peter Parker be interested in her beyond like science and she's hot? You know, why would Gwen be interested in Peter Parker? Like, why is Mary Jane interested in Peter Parker at all? Yeah, they didn't do a good job of that at all in the Raimi movies. Like, you, you don't know why. Peter's like obsessed with her and you don't know why because she treats him like crap for the most of the but yeah. it's the same reason why why Sinestro turned yellow at the end of Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they have yeah they have the thing, but none of the substance behind the thing. Basically, yeah. Like wait, why is Sinestro turning evil? Cause it's in the comics. Why does Mary yes. Jane like Peter Parker? I don't know. She married him in the comics, so that's what we're gonna do, I guess. Let's throw it in there. I, I definitely agree with like both the points you and Brian made, and I'd, I'd li- yeah, I'd like to say uh, I um those like um, I'm a Marvel, I'm a DC like uh, things on YouTube like they made a good a good joke where like uh, they they were like uh, 
they had like uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man versus the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and he was like, uh, oh, what you, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was like, uh, oh, you were like too much of a smartass in that movie. You were like firing off jokes and whatever, and like the Amazing Spider-Man was like, well, I had to beat your quota of one joke per movie. <laughs> <laughs> the one like your unfunny snacky joke, like yeah, yeah. yeah. If Carnage was in, <laughs> yes, if Carnage would have to admit that uh, Andrew Garfield was kind of funny. Yes, yeah, Carnage would would go into space and get ripped in two by how funny Andrew Garfield was. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, Derek, did you did you have anything specific to add or anything? Uh, I, the, the, I'm just gonna say I I feel like I repeat myself, but man, Flash Thompson was so much better in this movie yes. than uh, than uh, the Raimi film. Like the Raimi film, he was a big goofy goon that didn't look like Flash Thompson, and this you know it's like obviously he starts out being a bully like he's supposed to be, but he you know you do see that there are other layers to the character and that you know he he could indeed you know be uh, a friend to Peter at some point, or at least, you know, in the future, if need be, you know, type thing. So I, I love that. And everything else you guys said is true. You know, Gwen, Emma Stone was really good as Gwen. And, and uh, I, I love organic webbing, you know, death to, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, death, death to organic webbing. You know, like, it's just like, you know, like that, that kind of thing. Like, I, I, I'm glad they're, you know, he invented the web shooters and all that other stuff. So. Yep, definitely. Um, on the flip side, quickly, I'll say, is there anything you guys thought this movie did worse than the Raimi movies? Anything. I, anything at all. I was disappointed at the lack of musical sequence. <laughs> I was expecting, like, Peter to, like... The dance dancing. numbers were way worse than this. Yeah. I was surprised, <laughs> I was surprised when Pete and Gwen went there, on their there date. Was, there was no musical number. Oh, if I just say, like, Peter wasn't as emo as he was in the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know. They Where was all... He didn't do emo good enough in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My I guess my one complaint, and I guess that I found kind of, well, unrealistic, I guess, as insofar as you can find something unrealistic in a superhero movie is that, like, I thought Gwen might have been a little too, like, isolated, maybe. Like, it seems like, like, no girl that hot and that smart is, like, has... It's like she apparently has no friends, basically, it looked like. Like, like she was... The, the only other student she looked to have any kind of, like, interaction with, besides Peter, was Flash. And that was because, like, she was, like, his science tutor or something. So it was like that. Was, I was kind of like, well, doesn't isn't she like super? Shouldn't she like be super popular or something? But you know, other than that, you know, I get your complaint, but I kind of just explained it away that um, it seems she was like super busy with science stuff. You know, like even working for Osborne Labs. So I just figured maybe she didn't have time for that other stuff. And then once you know Peter was actually getting into the science stuff and showing up at the lab, then you know they connected more. So. Yeah, yeah, plus you had, like, that nice little, uh, uh, you know, uh, family dinner scene with Peter there. Like, I, I like that scene, so, you know, mm -hmm. it didn't feel so as... Yeah, I getcha. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, it's just something that kind of leapt out at me when I, after I watched the movie. But it was incredibly minor, like, you know, in, in comparison with, you know, the the overall product, so... Maybe, maybe Dennis Leary scared all the other boys away with his shotgun. That stuff, must be you know? it. 
You know, recently Dr. Connors gave mine a glowing college recommendation. It was beautiful. When I read it, I cried. But you would have me believe that he, in his spare time, is running around dressed up like a giant dinosaur. Not dressing up and not a dinosaur. He has transformed himself into a giant lizard. Let me ask you a question. Do I look like the mayor of Tokyo to you? I'd like to talk about uh, potential sequels and what you think should happen in them. Uh, but f- before I move on to that, though, I guess I should I should mention the teaser, like in the end credits. Okay, I'm taking bets now. Who's the shadowy guy? Well, Brian, do you have a guess? Yes. Who's it the was guy Osborne. Was doesn't he name him? No, he doesn't say anything. He, do- he doesn't name him. Well, does it, is there a shadow that doesn't talk or something? Because the guy that shows up is Osborne, right? Um, we don't actually know that for sure. Like, they, they show, like, you know, there's that big, like, billboard or whatever in Osborne, in, in Oscorp that shows, like, Norman Osborn, but it's only kind of a silhouette of him. And then, like, yeah, at the end, like, and obviously Connors is working for Osborne, and they mention him a lot, but at the end, like, he never actually says, like, who that guy is that Connors is talking, like, Connors never addresses that guy, like, as by any name. I could almost and, uh, swear that he did call him Osborne, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't call him Osborne. I think that that's kind of, like, a big note of contention for people, like, where they they are questioning, like, who that character is, and they... It seems like the director and the scriptwriter or whatever, they purposely left it kind of ambiguous. I was thinking maybe, like, it could be, like, I don't know. Well, like, I, I'd say, first of all, I'd say Osborne is probably the most likely candidate. However, like, I would I would say that, like, you know, if they were trying to, like, go in a new direction or whatever, I was going to say maybe, like, Miles Warren or something like that, because, you know, like, I don't know. Gwen's a big part of this franchise so far, and, you know, Miles Warren's always, you know, creepy obsessed with Gwen, so I thought they might try to use him as, like, a big, like, background villain or something. It was clearly the spot. I don't know why people are arguing <laughs> no, about No, Justin. This. No, it's Screer. Everybody knows it's Screer, okay? <laughs> well, in, in Justin's defense, he that guy does, like, sort of vanish into the blackness. Yeah, but, but Screer can also vanish into the blackness. So, so who you gonna who you can choose, Spot or Screer? That's very true. Maybe it was, yeah, it could have been Judas Traveler. <laughs> I wish. Uh, Justin, what what what's your guess? Do you have like a like a, 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 a well, you said the Spot, but do you have like <laughs> a legitimate <laughs> guess? <laughs> that is my legitimate guess. You're challenging the Spot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like people keep saying Mysterio like that. I don't know if it's Mysterio. I would love to see Mysterio show up in the sequel, but I don't know. I'm going to say like either Mysterio or the Chameleon, even though I know the Chameleon can't apparate or whatever. But eh. I gotcha. Um, the other question I wanted to ask about like possible sequels: Do you think they will kill Gwen like in number two or number three, or do you think they will like appease like you know fanboys who grew up in like the '60s and '70s and like let her and Peter have like their happy ending like finally or whatever? Mm, I almost kind of think they'll probably kill her, but the good thing is like you know with Emma having such like a positive reaction to her character. I think there'll actually be some weight behind her death. But, I mean, they might not even use Green Goblin, so who knows. But my bet would be on killing her. 
Yeah, I could like I could see I could see them like wanting to be faithful and all that, and I could like I I, I don't know yeah like you said there is also an argument to like you know keeping her around and stuff, but I guess all she has to worry about right now is like toothbrush sharing. <laughs> no, she she also has to worry about being turned into Gwenage for no apparent reason <laughs> or that yes, or well I should say radioactive toothbrush sharing. Yes, yes. Toothbrush sharing, toothbrush sharing, radioactive toothbrush sharing. Wow, Sorry. Wow. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. you know uh, you, you then, do enough radioactive toothbrush sharing and stuff goes down, according to uh, Spider-Man Rain. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Uh, I don't know. Man. Like after you know Dark Knight Rises, like I wouldn't be surprised if they went that direction and. You know, Spider-Man's driving the spider buggy out to sea, and, you know, it blows <laughs> up. And then, you know, Aunt, Aunt May or, you know, J. Jonah Jameson sees Spider-Man at some, you know, some cafe with Gwen, and they just kind of nod and wink in that scene of the movie. Does movie Mephisto have enough power to save Sally Fields? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you mean, uh, what, what's his face? Peter, Peter Fonda? Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> she does have like osteoporosis guys I don't know if you've seen the commercials but it's a pretty serious disease okay <laughs> or I think maybe we'll eventually find out that um, Peter Parker and Forrest Gump are secret brothers what if Burt Reynolds is actually Peter Parker's dad <laughs> so basically what you're telling me is you're going to cast Tom Hanks as Kane is that what you're saying? <laughs> He's gonna be pain in the third movie. You're the mother of Hanks. And then and then and then they'll muffle Tom Hanks' voice so we can't understand them. You know, he'll <laughs> be like, "Morris, Morris, run!" You know. Oh man. Well, um, well, I should say that one of the I guess I should to be. Not very kind to it, but one of the more crackpot theories about who the shadowy guy is was uh, that I read was uh, Peter's dad. Hmm. But like I, I don't like I don't think they'll do that. But like I, I could see it being like a double bluff where you know the guy says you know did you tell him what had the truth about his father or whatever you know. But you know I I, I guess that's one of the more out there theories. Yeah, it, it seemed like, you know, a lot of that stuff that was in the trailers about, you know, the buried secret of Peter Parker and all that stuff was kind of, you know, cut from the film. And a lot of people were upset about that for you know, some reason. Like, it didn't bother me, but I don't know, maybe maybe it was cut because they're going to use some of that in the sequel or it just didn't work. I don't know. But, no, that's not a bad theory, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I guess that's that's kind of like the strength of it, because you know, I'm I'm like I'm relieved this movie was good, but uh, I think I'm more excited for like a sequel now because now that they've gotten like the origin out of the way, like they can go in like whatever direction they want, pretty much. It seems like mm-hmm. like a, a, one of the main criticisms I've seen about this movie is like you know some people are like, well, they just did the first you know Raimi movie over again, basically, and. I'm like, well, yeah, well, there's only, like, so many ways you can tell Spider-Man's origin, you know, so... I just did 80% of your job, and that, that's how you pay me? Huh? 
And I guess I, I wrote down one last topic. Uh, what did you guys think? Like, we already kind of discussed some of this uh, a little bit, but what did you guys think of the casting, basically, like, all around the board? Like, was, was there anyone that, like, really stood out to you? Or, you know, did everyone do a good job? Or was there someone who didn't fit so well, or what? T. Thomas Howell. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll leave it on C. Thomas Owl. But, no, <laughs> no I, I thought everybody did a really good job. Like, I guess if there was like one actor that I like, Meta had some concern about would have been um, uh, the guy playing the lizard. Um, what's his name? Oh, Reese Reese Ifon. Yeah, like I mean, it, he he wasn't terrible, but there were certain scenes where I was just like, well, whoa, I don't who know is, about that. Who was the guy? Who was the guy who played his Abe? Like, I thought he was fucking horrible. And I never talked about this before in any of the podcasts. But <laughs> that that guy who was, like, was supposed to be Osborne's flunky, you know? Like, I thought he was pretty terrible, whoever he was. Oh, like the Indian guy? Yeah, or? yeah, he just came in. And yeah, like, I could not understand Mr. that. Osborne, don't <laughs> like you. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, who are you? Like, why are you in this movie? Like, I need subtitles. Like, what's going on? But yeah, I, I, I felt the same way. I was like, man, I'm sure he's like very intimidating, very intimidating, very scary. But I mean, I can't understand your mumbles, so you're not freaking me out or anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> Maybe that's why Connors wasn't delivering whatever he's supposed to. Yeah. Because he just didn't know what the heck was going on. He didn't know what was going on. In in my head, I just kind of labeled that character Indian Donald Menken. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, who is this guy supposed to be? And it, I guess, I don't know who he's called in the credits, but I was like, oh, he's like Osborne's, like, hey, soup, like second in command right, or whatever. Right, right. So I was like, Donald Menken, only if he were Indian, you know, <laughs> or something. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can get I can get behind that, though. But yeah, I thought the cast was pretty strong all the way across. Uh, you know, I, I love Dennis Larry, and I guess, you know, Captain Stacy was more of a sort of ultimate Captain Stacy, but, like, he, he was still pretty good. Like, I thought, you know, I was kind of sad he wasn't in the movie more. Like, yeah, it seems yeah. like he showed up, like, halfway through the movie. And, like, I, I, I almost wish, kind of, that, like, he had sort of a subplot where, like, he's investigating, like, Spider-Man from, like, the get-go, and, like, he slowly figures it out, but, you know, he just kind of, like, got it told to him, mm -hmm. like, at the end there. But, you know, that's that's fine, you know, he still did a good job. I thought the movie was a little long anyways, but your idea about him uncovering the identity would be kind of cool, and then, like, maybe revealing it right before he died or something. Because yeah, isn't yeah. essentially that what happened with yeah, the 80-year-old yeah, Stacy when yeah, the yeah. chimney killed him? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, I mean, the whole time he's always been like, you know, I've got a pipe and I'm going to scratch my chin and all this shit. And then by the end of it, you're like, I've always known, Peter. Like, look out for Gwen, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess that's about it. I mean, uh, does anyone have any, like, final thoughts or hopes for the future or, you know, anything I wanna, like I want to see a Green Goblin done properly, whether it's in the second or third movie. I don't want any Bible quoting, thumping <laughs> goblins, and I don't want any fruity, uh, you know, kabuki armor, you know, mask interpretation dance <laughs> goblin bullshit. Like, I just want, like, a straight-up, like, you know, really reels Green Goblin. You know, Man, did you see, like... like did you guys ever see that video of yeah, like yeah, one of the yeah. Pro yeah, that thing was awesome. goblins? Like that like why didn't they go with that? That was like like amazing. Yeah, like, that looked tremendous. really great. Like yep. yeah, I don't know I don't know why they didn't. Like that looked really cool. Yeah. 
Well, I would like I I kind of been saying like this. They seem to be following the Batman Begins formula with these movies now, where it's like you know like if if Raimi was going to do a fourth movie, like they were like, oh well, Connors was was going to be the Lizard, and you know if if they were going to make another in like Burton's line of Batman movies, it was going to have the Scarecrow. So you know what they did was when they rebooted, they used like the next intended villain for the first villain as in the reboot. Yeah. Which is kind of like exactly the same as what Spider-Man did. So like, and like, you know, other things obviously like parallel Batman begins, like, you know, it's a more like serious take almost. But, uh, I was thinking the parallel could continue and like, you know, where like Dark Knight gave us a really like unique and awesome look at like the Joker, you know, the next Spider-Man movie could do like a really great Green Goblin or something like a standout yeah, performance yeah. or something. Definitely. So. That would be very nice, but, you know, I guess we'll see, you know. I guess, it, well, I, I, I'm i reading, like, right now that, like, the, the they swear up and down that the shadowy guy in the cell was not Norman Osborn, but, like, the, the what do you call it, the guy who played him, and uh, I guess Mark Webb said, no, that wasn't Norman Osborn, but, you know, they, that they can easily say, ah, we fooled you, ah, you know. Fooled you! Fooled you! Yeah, so I guess I guess we'll have to see. I have one question for everyone. Sure. What did you guys think of the new spider suit? I liked you know, it. I, that's one of my what my closing thought was going to be was like I really really liked it, especially in comparison um, to Toby's spider suit. Like I never really dug the look of Toby's, and I kind of just had to you know accept it because that's what I was given or whatever. But um. Like, this one, actually, I thought looked really cool, and, like, he looked really awesome when he was in action and stuff, and, I don't know, I just never thought that about the Toby costume. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, with all the, like, you know, we've, we saw, like, all the publicity stills and stuff, and everyone was like, you know, oh, look at this, you know, he looks like a basketball, and, you know, he looks, you know, with the stupid little ballerina slippers or whatever, but for me, after seeing the real movie, it was, like, a total, like, non-event for me, like, it, like, I, I didn't even notice, like, you know, really, like, I thought it looked great, like, in action scenes and stuff, and, you know, and it looked great when he was moving and jumping everywhere, and, you know, it, it didn't, like, it didn't even register to me, basically, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Spider-Man, you know, it didn't, it, it wasn't distractingly bad, or, you know, it didn't, like, stand out to me or anything, but it, I was like, okay, it works, you know? Right, like, the yellow, when I saw the stills, the yellow eyes kind of threw me for a second, but in the movie, I thought they looked cool. And also, I got kind of used to his, like, um, web slingers, like, you know, shining yellow real quick when he activated them. And that became kind of cool, too, to see that every time he was shooting webs. Yeah, I, I really liked that. I kind of liked that little, like, light on his web shooters that would, like, go off every yeah. time he shot a web. Yeah. That was a, that was a very nice touch. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to bring up the most tragic point of this movie. There was no lizard ATV in it. <laughs> you, you <laughs> False advertising keep, be damned. I keep wondering if that really exists because, you know, as a lark, every time I go into Walmart, I look for a lizard ATV and I never see one. Is that like a rare, hard to pack? Like, I've seen them, dude. Lizard ATV? Because I've, never, yeah, I've never physically seen one. I've only seen it in pictures, so I always laugh about that. Because I just, you know, I want to take, like, a photo with it or something, you know. Lizard ATV is famous, so. 
See, that's why I, I was I was kind of like, what, Connors, why are you, like, sneaking around, like, to get to that tower? You just need to take your ATV there. I mean, really. <laughs> how, how do you think he got uh, around in the sewers? Like, that's what he was doing down there. <laughs> the deleted scene where he's like, brum, 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 brum. Yes, the four-wheeler. <laughs> Send your lizard ATV photos to fanholspodcast at gmail.com. Attention, Derek. <laughs> It's like it's like there's a deleted scene where you know instead of the the camera you know he turns over the camera and it's got Peter Parker's name on it. It's like Peter Parker like finds the ATV, he pulls up the hood and it's got like Kirk Connor's name on it and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like aha, my spider sense is tingling. Well, that they, I think they should have uh, they should have talked up the ATV a lot more in the trailers. Like you know the thing that has haunted me the most is what happened to my parents and why the lizard gets an ATV <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> Still too early for human testing, but I've been hypothesizing on the potential side effects if we were to go that route. Nausea, intermittent loss of consciousness, and other transcendent physiological ramifications. Okay, well, I think I think we've about covered all the bases. Uh, I think we're all we were all very pleasantly surprised at the movie, and we can't we we're all looking forward to a sequel. And uh, you know, uh, I think uh, the, the fan holes are generally uh, united and positive on something, which which seems to be sort of a rare event. So you know, yeah, I have one final question: Can they top Jay Jonah from the previous trilogy? Yeah, you know what? I was kind of thinking maybe they should just cast J.K. Simmons again. Yeah, like, I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed with that at all. And actually not having him in the first one, like, I was kind of glad because that was one thing, you know, that remains from the first films that they absolutely nailed. So I'm kind of, you know, apprehensive if they can, you know, get lightning in a bottle twice with this character. Uh, well, see, the thing is, though, like uh, like I was saying, it seems to be like this. These movies seem to be a little more serious take. So, would you would you think like J.K. Simmons doing the exact same Jonah would like stand out like as kind of weird in like these movies? Or mm, that's a good question, actually. Like he's kind of you know you know in the Raimi movies he's kind of over the top and you know right. like you know, but, you know it's like I mean it's like they like to say tone you know <laughs> all about tone. But, uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. I mean, I, I think J.K. Simmons is a good actor. I bet you he could do both. You know, both. Yeah. Both tone. Like, I was gonna well, say if he could like know. tone it down, yeah. but still like keep it up somehow. You know, and uh, <laughs> that, that sounded bad. But, Get him a fluffer yeah, just, on set. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are, guys, I'll just... what are you guys talking about? He's super serious in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. That's true. That's very true. Which is kind of sad, actually, considering how like goofy that show is. You think he'd actually be kind of funny, but he he's not really. <laughs> okay, well that that'll be a different topic in another show where we, yeah, where we actually are not positive on something. But okay, well let's let's move on to our normal you know thing of thing of the week where we discuss something awesome. And uh, uh, I guess I'll go with uh, Justin. What's your awesome thing this week? Uh, I've been watching a lot of Law and Order, like uh, like a I don't know Law and Order addict or something. Uh, I've been watching the fifth and sixth season. Um, the fifth season is actually the first season where my favorite character, ADA Jack McCoy, is introduced, and I really enjoyed that because I haven't seen a lot of the these like early like six or seven 
the first six or seven seasons. I haven't seen very many episodes from, so I've been enjoying that. Um, season six is uh, the first season with Benjamin Bratt as uh, Detective Raymond Curtis. So I haven't really seen a whole lot of like early episodes with him either. So I'm really just enjoying watching some Law and Order's uh, episodes that I've never seen before. Nice. I know I've never like. I know how many shows there are, but I've never actually like watched Law and Order or any any of them for any protracted like amount of time. Really, well, there are uh, twenty seasons of just plain Law and Order, and like I'm such a, I don't know Law and Order crack addict that I could probably sit down and watch them all back to back, you know, just like and just like take a bathroom break and eat a sandwich and I'd be fine. Like I could probably you know spend a year or two or three doing that. Jeez Louise. Okay. Okay, Brian, what's your what's your awesome thing? Um, my awesome thing this week is the video game Fall of Cybertron. Um, don't know how much I'll talk about it because you know I think we're doing a sidecast on it, but it's an awesome game for those who played um, you know War for Cybertron. Um, it's a lot more of the same and a lot more of you know a lot of new things that they threw in this time around. So yeah, it's a great game and I'm having a lot of fun with it basically. Yeah, that that was my awesome thing like an episode or two ago. I just kind of mentioned how I beat it, and I love the campaign. And I was having a, I, I mentioned how we were having a lot of fun doing like multiplayer together. Yeah, and, me know, and you I, together are like the deadliest combo. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's like me and Brian utilize the age-old uh, strategy of two people can beat up one person much easier <laughs> than one person can fight one person. Weird, so, but yeah. true. You're taking, taking Transformer wallets. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna get more into that, like in a future show or sidecast. Okay, Derek, what's your awesome thing this week? Uh, just to support Sony's money grubbing efforts, because everybody thinks that the Spider-Man movie was a dirty, dirty money grubbing cash grab. I would like to promote another Sony product that obviously must be a dirty, dirty money grubbing cash grab. But I thought it was really good was um, I watched uh, Starship Troopers Invasion. Uh, this just came out, but of course by the time you hear this, it'll probably be a few months old. But I bought it on Blu-ray. It is a uh, direct-to-video CGI animated feature. Um, it's directed by the same guy who directed the last Appleseed movie. You know, the one where they were trying to sell it as like the John Woo Appleseed or whatever, and everything was kind of CGI animated, but, you know, done obviously by people who had backgrounds in anime and stuff like that. And this is kind of the same thing. Um, you know, the, the character designs are obviously a little more realistic. You know, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, an, an American Sony-based project. Um, Casper Van Dien does not do any of the voice work in it, but he is a producer on it. So there's like lots of behind-the-scenes stuff with producers and stuff like that um and then the actual material was just fun to watch i mean you know it's about a 90 minute film you know it's got a lot of the same characters but kind of like anime it, it's a little more similar to like you know you might think of this as like uh if you're familiar with Gundam, like think of it as Zeta Gundam or Double Zeta Gundam because it's, you know, it's got those familiar characters like Johnny Rico and Carmen and characters like that from the book, but they are, you know, sort of ancillary or kind of, you know, background characters. You know, they're not the main cast of, uh, you know, commandos that you see in the regular film. 
But uh, can I yeah. can I ask? Uh, is it in like film continuity, or is it tied to the books? It's or? it's one of those like rare kick ass amalgamations of both. Where if you've only seen the films, it's a nice. It's kind of like TMNT, you know, the two thousand seven animated one, you know, the CGI one. Where oh, if, yeah. if you've seen the cartoons, it could easily be a sequel to the cartoons. If you've seen the films, it could easily be a sequel to the films. And if you've you know what I mean? If you've read the comics, it could be easily a sequel to that, like with TMNT. So with this, it's kind of like if you're a fan of the, the Heinlein books, then, you know, it could easily fit into that kind of realm, you know, because they've got the mech suits and everything. and They're running around, you know, shooting up bugs and all this other stuff. But also, you know, the designs of the bugs kind of look like they do from the movie. And there's the same, you know, a lot of the same characters. I mean, the only thing that might throw people off is you'd be like, that doesn't look like Doogie Hauser, you know, or whatever. Like the, you know, the the character designs don't look exactly like. Uh, I, I'd say the Johnny Rico design looks a bit like Casper Van Dien, but I, I don't think uh, the other characters look much like um, what's her name, Denise Richards or, or Doogie Hauser or anything like that. So, Derek, have you ever seen the the animated series uh, Roughnecks? Yeah, yeah. I actually I, I watched it when it was on the air, and I bought the DVD set like a little while back, but I haven't got a chance to really sort of rewatch it. But but when when it was on the air, I would always kind of tape it in the morning, and like it, it was one of those shows though where they seem to like show the same episode like over and over again. <laughs> so like I think I have like I, I had like old VHS tapes where I taped them, and it was like the same like you know five or six episodes on like a four hour tape or something crazy but yeah talk about shows that like get canned before like their time like that that show like got canned when it had three episodes left to produce and then the studio ran out of money so they like it, that show like is perpetually like inconclusive basically yeah, yeah. but that's too bad but cool um my thing is going to be spider-man related um I got the Untold Tales of Spider-Man like omnibus or super collection Woo-hoo. from Am- yeah from Amazon. It's got like all 25 issues, the annuals, um, like those amazing fantasy like 16, 17, and 18 that like Kirk Busick like wrote. Basically, it's like anything that Kirk Busick wrote related to like Spider-Man's early years, and it's a huge book. It's like a like you know, cave your skull in, like, hardcover <laughs> phone book, basically. But, uh, yeah, so, I'm so like... So when I'm, the Walking Dead come in, you're pulling out the ultimate, or the, the, yep, untold, the tales untold Tales omnibus, of and yep. it's like, you're going yep, down, bat- zombies. <laughs> yeah, I'd be bashing <laughs> zombies over the head being like, taste the unfettered fury of Batwing and the Scorcher, you know? <laughs> uh, and, and Tiny McKeever, yes. But yeah, I I love that series though. Like I'm I'm only about six or seven issues in again, and like I haven't reread it since like I don't know like the early two oh. thousands or something. Back but, when when like, it was uh, awesome because it was it was ninety nine cents. Yeah, issue. it was ninety nine cents. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the first comics. Yeah, I started picking up like normal like like uh what do you call it? like month to month, and so like I really loved it. And I still love it, and you know uh, I'm just like looking at like like you know the back cover is like a a big like mosaic of all the covers of the series, and I'm like looking through all the co- the covers, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know I, that issue was great, and that issue was great, like they're all great, you know I'm kind of like uh, I was like wow I love this series, so I'm pretty happy with it, but yeah, 
Before we close out, I'd just like to mention that we got a couple of emails from our good pal Boove, um, who also does some like uh, blog spot things for us every so often, is like reviews of RPGs and such, and we always appreciate that. We always appreciate uh, any feedback he gives us, and he, he gave us a lot of feedback. And uh, we we just like to say that uh, thanks, Boove, and you know we're we're happy. You know we call you. Uh, you you you're in step with us basically you you uh you caught the fan holes fever yeah <laughs> so yeah that's that's basically all i can say on that basically i don't know uh if you guys have anything to add oh i just appreciate all the work that that Boot does on the rpgs and everything and that uh that he enjoys listening to the show as well so yeah thanks boob thanks yep. boob okay well i guess that's it that was our let it be noted spike. justin's the only one that didn't say thanks <laughs> I, I have a fever as well, but mine requires more cowbell. <laughs> more cowbell. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. <laughs> Justin secretly hates. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah, so that that was our amazing Spider-Man show, and um, you know, by the time this episode airs, the DVD will probably be out, and uh, you know. Uh, obviously, when you know a sequel is announced, we'll talk about that and you know whatever. But uh, we were we were all pretty uh, happy about it. So yeah, that seems like a good place to end. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this is Mike Thunderwing. Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Hey, what's up? This is Derek. Derek WC. This is Justin Goodluck. And we will see you on the next Fanholes podcast. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was longer. Did you tell the boy about the peace? Caller, take it away, there. What's your question? <laughs> Why do you guys talk about comics so much? <laughs> you know, um, this sounds so funny. We should actually try to do this sometime. Like have people call in, like make stupid questions. This sounds awesome. Like, well, why do you guys call fan holes? I don't understand. What does that mean? Yeah. Hey, Derek, is your refrigerator running? Nope. Oh, now it is. Hey, you have Prince Albert in a can? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have 16-pound balls? Uh, yes. (laughs) My my team is 100 pounds. (laughs) I just try to remember all the prank call jokes I used to have as a dumb kid. (laughs) 